before we get into our regularly scheduled content, we have some very exciting news. We are returning to our rightful home, the stage, with a new Good Girls Gone Sad live show this December. On Thursday the 15th, we will be at Stand Up New York at 8 p.m. with an awesome lineup. This will be our most exciting and special show ever because this is doubling as my 30th birthday celebration. This is Becca, by the way. So if you're in New York or want to plan a trip or just want to tell your friends about it, come check out Good Girls Gone Sad Presents 30 Flirty and Sad Thursday, December 15th at 8 p.m. at Stand Up New York. Follow us on Instagram for lineup updates and tickets at Good Girls Gone Sad. Hope to see you there. Are you there, God? It's us. Sip King. And Becca Stevenson. Welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad podcast. We are here today, as always, to answer the questions, what made you good and what makes you sad? We started this podcast to dispel the rumor that good girls go bad. Sometimes they go sad, but mostly we go wherever we want. So we are here to unpack our religious drama together. And yes, that's right. We do say drama because the best parts of religion are performative. Just a reminder, as always, we're not here to bash. We're just here to bond. Today, we are joined by the hilarious stand-up comedian Olga Namer. She regularly performs in clubs all around New York, and she was the winner of the Ladies of Laughter competition in 2018, and she's also toured with Chelsea Handler. Welcome, Olga. We're so excited to have you. So we, we asked a couple questions on the show, um, and the first thing we ask is, well, we ask you what, makes you what made you good and what makes you sad? So our first question, which we can dive right into, is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Olga, would you share your good girl origin story? My good, so how I grew up type? Yeah. Yeah. What, what like made you a good girl? If that's religion, if that's just your birth order, if that's, I think we know the answer, but the audience doesn't yet. Hold on. I think it was religion, but I also think it was like, it was for sure birth order too, because I was the oldest girl. Mm -hmm. So I grew up, yeah, uh, Orthodox Jew, modern Orthodox Jew. So like, uh, you know, we can dress normal, but we can't, um, but we still keep all of the holidays. Like, I guess like yesterday I was in a sukkah, but tonight I should be in one too, but I'm not because I'm bad. From set. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, no. So like I grew up and I went to yeshiva, which do I have to explain yeshiva? University? There. It, it, no, it's my high school was yeshiva. School, my okay. my elementary actually from like z- like from three years old. I was in yeshiva Flatbush. Uh, it's a religious school. It's you learn Hebrew half the day and English the rest of the day. You have to wear long skirts. Um, and then like I guess in Judaism, it's like okay, like for me, and I do have I do have a joke about this. How like. Uh, cause it, when I remember the first time I turned the light on, on Shabbat, cause you can't use electricity on Shabbat. And, I, and I, I was like, I was 24 and you know, nothing happened. So I was like, Ooh, what else could I do? So I, I stuck a meat spoon in milk, which is whatever. There's a whole, th- but Jews have mm-hmm. separate utensils between dairy and meat. So the thing is, is that I, I just like, so we, so I say this story because, like, I, I remember, the like, when I was little, if I ever put a meat spoon in, like, cereal or something by mistake, my mother would be like, that's a meat spoon! What are you doing? <sighs> I, like, freak out. And then she, like, have to boil the spoon. And, like, so, and the light thing, like, when I did it, I felt so guilty. 
So like those, when like your whole, like, oh my God, I'm such a sinner is consumed by things that are like putting the the spoon in like milk by mistake. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, w- I wouldn't even think of like doing anything like, like stealing or, or even making it, oh my, I didn't kiss anyone until my, my ex-husband, he was the only person I made out with. I remember one time there was like a rumor that I made out with someone, not made out, pecked him. And I was like, I never did. And I thought I was like, never going to get married because of that. And I remember like when I, it, it, it's for girls, it's like so much about your reputation. Like you can't drink, you can't, I wouldn't even like go to this city if I wasn't with a boy, like a boy has to drive you into the city like that. Very strict. So I forgot the question. Oh yeah. So that made me, I guess I grew up very strict. So that's why I was like that for a very, very, very long time. And also because I was the oldest girl, my father would like, freak out and yell at me if I wore like a uh, like tank tops or like anything like he one time I spoke about this yesterday with him uh he was we were we were in the sukkah and and he was like I I remember because it was a Passover and I was wearing like a skirt but it was like a little bit above my knee and uh, he was like yelling at me for that it was like too slutty, and yeah, and we were like we were staying because we were away, so we were staying in like a like a an apartment, like a thirty floor. It was like a high apartment building, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, okay, so and I was like, I'm wearing this skirt, I'm wearing it, and he's like, you better not leave here in that skirt, you better not. I was like. I'm leaving. And like, instead of like, obviously, like I didn't take the elevator because I'm like, you can't push the button on the holiday. I ran down 30 flights of steps and he lost his breath, I think at like 20. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was how, that's why, oh, but then my sister was allowed they weren't allowed to be sluts, but she didn't get it as bad as me. And definitely no makeup ever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So what's your, um, what's your sibling situation? I have two older brothers, mm. me, two younger sisters, and then another younger brother. So we're three and three. Six. I know. I, I mean, I'm like, Did you feel like, like, did you really buy into the religious part of it or do you think you were just following rules like what was your relationship I was so like no I was so there wasn't even any way to even think of any other way because okay so I guess there were okay there's this thing that like in Judaism I guess they'd be like like there's people that ate out and there's people that don't eat out which basically is like if you eat out, that means like you'll eat kosher, but like in a non-kosher restaurant. But those people are considered like the wild people, you know? And my family, like when I started dating at like, cause you, you start dating at 16 for marriage. Mm-hmm. 
stuff. The boys would be like, do we now? And I'd be like, I'd ask my dad, I was like, dad, do I? And he's like, no, you're not allowed. You're only going kosher. But then I remember, so when you start eating out, it's like, it's a lifestyle. Like it, it changes everything for you because you, you see how other people live, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause you're going to unkosher restaurants. So like, I guess, but so I didn't, the first time I did eat out, I was like, I think I was, I think I was 17 and I was like, this is like just fun. It's so much fun. Like, I don't want to go to, I think the only kosher restaurant was like Cafe K on like Avenue K. Like there wasn't, you know, and then, so anyway, um, so when you're surrounded and you're just with the same, like, and you're not seeing the outside world, you don't question. So mm-hmm. I, I, I got more into, like, I was very into religion. But then when I, I think I, I met, when I met the friends that are like, you know, did other things, that's, I still kept my religion, but it, but I was a little bit more like, well, I guess I started eating out, but I was, that was before the oak turning the lights on. That was crazy. And then my ex-husband, he drove on the on Shabbat on the Sabbath. That was very bad to me. like my dad did not like that at all. Uh it was one of the conditions when we got married was he had to stop driving on the Sabbath, which he did, which now that I'm older, I'm like, whoa, that was a crazy move. He must have really loved me. And but um but he would, I'd be like, so he would turn, like, use, turn the television on, on Shabbat and like change the channels. And I would not because I was still very religious. And um, he, uh, when he would leave to like walk in the park, would do it behind his back, but like pretend like I didn't. <laughs> so that was that. <laughs> um, wait, was it okay? A couple questions. One, can you use Siri on Shabbat? Hello, that's a great question. <laughs> I, I okay. I don't keep Shabbat anymore, but I do keep Yom Kippur. Like <laughs> I, I keep, I don't use any electricity, and it was just now a week ago, and <laughs> I don't have, I don't have a clock. So I was like, could I ask Alexa? What time? Now she's gonna talk. <laughs> Hold on, okay. I was like, could I ask her what time, what time it is? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, my dad's like, because you could use, because a Shabbos Goy, you could ask a Shabbos Goy. Do you know what that is? Oh, it's my dream to be both a bar mitzvah dancer and a Shabbos Goy for someone, oh. you know? Wait, could you, you can, explain you... it though? <laughs> I, I'm okay. not sure I know what it is. I was going to say for our listeners, but no, for Wait, me. Can I, 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 can I guess? I also, like, I'm pretty sure I, th- I know yeah. what it is. Can you can correct me? It, so a Goy is a non-Jewish person. So you like kind of have somebody, tote around is probably the wrong term, but you like bring somebody along with you so they can like push elevator buttons, turn on lights. And then like most temples have somebody that like a non-Jewish yeah. person that works there so they can like turn on the lights and make sure there's like heating in the winter and stuff. Yes. <laughs> so, so you could, um, yeah, exactly. The shop and it doesn't have to be a specific person. Right. It could be anyone who's not Jewish that does it for you and but now like I'm Jewish 
but I'm the Shabbos guy in my house. Like, they'll be like, <laughs> this movie's so boring. Don't you think we should watch something else? Like, hinting. You can't say, <laughs> you have to hint. Because if you ask, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But, uh, so, um, what, what, what was I saying? Oh, yes. So my father, so I was like, yeah. So he's like, Do you, is Alexa Jewish? I was like, hello? What kind of Jew is named Alexa? I made the Cornish joke <laughs> ever. And he was like laughing. Like, write that down. Which is the dumbest <laughs> joke ever. But but then I ended up using Alexa. But my brother-in-law, who's more religious, is like, why don't you just go buy a clock? I couldn't find a clock anywhere. I don't think they make clocks. I feel like anymore. the only place you could get like, one is like one of those bodega slash hardware stores. Yeah, I think you could probably get one on Amazon, but then you'd have to use yeah, that technology. Alexa yeah. to mail yeah. you a clock. I don't know where you would get a clock. I haven't thought I about went that. to Rite Aid. They didn't have it. CBS. I, I, honestly, I just went to Rite Aid. I'm not I was going to say, I would try one place and then give up. <laughs> yeah. be like, I'm going to look at my phone. And I, I was like, I looked all over for this clock. I looked in aisle 10 and aisle 11. <laughs> Your so secret's funny. safe with us. And, the, and anyone who listens yeah. don't okay. tell on her <laughs> yeah all right everybody don't tell god don't tell anybody mm-hmm. but then i had a non-jewish friend come over the next day mm-hmm. and she turned my lights on for me were you in that the dark nice. before uh yes no but it was in the day i i went out in the night and then and then the next day like i i was sleeping i tried to sleep the longest because i don't like fasting and then by the time she came, I was like, oh, sleep I was for off. dinner. Yeah. As yeah. Catholics, we had to fast a couple of times a year. And I hate um, it. yeah, well, I liked it because, well, okay, I didn't like it because I would be like, you, the whole thing is you're not allowed to complain. You're not allowed to complain about how hungry you are. That's a Wait, good That thing. would be the worst that's part. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah but so that's I actually do that. so, like, that's like a great, like, that's helpful. Right. So, and uh, we would do it. Um, so we do it normally on Good Friday, which is the day Jesus died. And it'd be like, okay, if you complain, Jesus is literally on a cross in Jerusalem dying. And you want a snack? You want a snack. And <laughs> and you'd be like, he's in Jerusalem. I heard it's so nice there. <laughs> I heard it's beautiful. It's beautiful this time of year. It's yeah. a springtime in Jerusalem. It's um, the best time. <laughs> so uh that's crazy yeah we weren't allowed to complain really and I was like if I'm hungry it's for attention uh but wow I was like Becca I don't know we should cut this out but I was gonna leave this in so like I had a little bit of a you know disordered eating problem in high school and then the day we had to fast I was like this is easy (laughs) I'm not complaining at all (laughs) I was like I think I was even like guys I never eat lunch why is this like stop complaining that's not okay how long was your fast though um it was the whole day um you do ash wednesday and good friday and then you couldn't use electricity well not electricity you couldn't couldn't, um it was um it was a yeah i guess it wasn't like 24 hours or 24 hours but it would be like you wake up on wednesday and then you go to sleep on wednesday like so people would Wake do 24 up and then like when could you eat again you don't know and could you have water the next morning yeah we could have water we would you could have uh, water you can't have water no 
No water. Oh no, that would be so no hard water. for me. I mean, eating not eating oh. would be hard for me too, but water would really. Well, that's that's Ramadan, right? You can't even have water. I, 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 first of all, I, I don't know how they do Ramadan. I, I don't know. That's crazy. I know we do a couple days uh, a year. Well, I don't know the whole Saturday without technology thing. Not, I don't know. I don't know about that. Cause we were supposed to not use electronics for three hours when, um, you know, Jesus is on the cross was our big thing. Um, and then except so... normally we, we would watch the passion of the Christ. You could either not use electricity or watch passion of the Christ. And you'd be like really? eight and you'd be Wait, watching like what? That those is wild. That yeah, there was, was always the, there was always the cool house that would host. That is so strange. Well, because we also we would get off of school. You'd either have a half day or you'd get the whole day off on Good Friday. Oh, because you went to Catholic Crazy. school. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we didn't get Good Friday off. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, what what religion did you grow up? Uh, I was Catholic. So, but just very religious Catholic. Yes. So I I also went to Catholic school for twelve years. Um, and it was like as. There are people who are like Orthodox Catholic who like cover their heads during communion and like women. Um, really? There's a lot of a lot of stuff there that is not as common, but I was like as devout as um, like your run of the mill Catholics could be. So. Wow. And so uh, what was the, I had a question and now my brain is going blank. Uh, oh, I think you're talking about fasting, but. No, it was about your, your Catholics. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I can't remember. You can use Alexa. Alexa. That was your no, no, no. I had something to comment about your story, but now I forgot. Sorry. It's okay. But, but there was, um, I thought, so there was a thing that, because I, I thought just for Jews and the complaining in general, like having a fast day of like, don't complain today whatsoever mm-hmm. that would be impossible and <laughs> you know like I don't like that was like the whole like before Yom Kippur and it was like it's really just one day I can't even I don't know if you got you got like this but like the the preparation or like the mental angst coming up to that day it was like, what are you going to do before the fest? I'm so scared. I'm going to petrified. Everyone's mm-hmm. just talking about how scared they are. I ate this on Monday. Like they prepare for week, a week. My yeah. brother-in-law said it's like. Like running a marathon, like you carbo load. Yeah. And, well, then, and then it's like a whole big deal. Like where you go break the fast, right? Exactly. And like and if the rabbi like, comes to your house to break the fast, that's like a huge, huge deal, right? Oh, that I, I don't know about. But like okay. it, it was more, it was just like. It's more, I think we get like so much enjoyment. It's like, how was your fest? How was your fest? How was it? And everyone's like talking about how like they're fat. It's a two day, con- I was, it's a week later and I was in the Sukkah yesterday with my family and my, I didn't get to have that conversation with my brother-in-law and we spoke about it. Like it's a topic, <laughs> you know? Oh, and I remember what I was going to say about the technology thing. So on, on, I think it's the same thing when you asked me the other question of like, if, if it was hard, like, how did I, did I ever think about like, like when I was young about like not doing this stuff, mm-hmm. remember, or if I believed in it. So like with the, the phone thing, it's like everybody around you and anybody who you know is on the same program. So it, it, it makes it like very easy. 
Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's... It's like just something you do and everybody's doing it together. Yeah, and no one's doing business. And if you are, you're like always... Like people, I guess if they're in business with anyone, it's like they know, like the people that don't keep it know it's Shabbat for them. Mm-hmm. That's you know? true. Anybody so, who you would want to talk to isn't going to talk to you anyway, so... Yeah. That makes sense. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I would love to do it, but like, like I would put a day aside, but I feel like with comedy, it's hard to get random DMs, like want to do a shot, you know? Yeah. You'll Especially like a Saturday. You're like, what if we just moved it to Monday? Could we move this whole exactly. to Monday? That'd be so helpful. <laughs> it's so true. I think a comedian has a, do you know David has who? I don't know his last, I think that's his last name. He's Orthodox. He has a joke about that. He's like, I would, you, you have to pick the best night of the week. He's like, yeah. make it on a Wednesday or two, you know? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Well, before we started record, well, I guess we recorded some of it, so I could probably piece it in, but we were talking about weddings earlier. Um, so I'm curious, like you mentioned your ex-husband and I've definitely heard your jokes about getting married young and stuff so when did you get married and like how did that go because I know you said people get married in like three months and things like that okay so I met my ex when I was when did I meet him uh 17 and then my father like hated him so much because he wasn't he was driving on he wasn't as religious and then, so he like made us break up. Oh, the, so I'm going to make up a name, but let's say, let's call him like David Berg, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this, so the, my community, they'll name, like they'll name their kids after their parents. So there could be like, there could be like 20 David Bergs. You know what I mean? So, cause it's all named and the, if, whatever there's a lot of the same name basically is what I'm saying so when my parents thought I was dating this guy they thought I was dating like a young the young religious one so they were like they were like okay with it but then they're like we want to meet him because normally when you date the guy has to come to the door and meet the parents that's like the first date like you don't have a choice Mm -hmm. And I didn't want that to happen because I knew my parents would freak out. So I tried to like keep it like hidden for as long as I could. But then when he did, he's like, I have, like, it's weird. He's like, why didn't I meet your parents? Like I kept making excuses like, oh, they're not home or like, you know? And then he came in and then my parents were like in, sh- like, in shock. Like, why is it, why is this man 36 years old? Do you know, you know what I mean? Well, that's over oh, he 34. He was 34 at the time. I guess I was 16. He was 34. And then How did you they meet? were like in Florida on the Passover trip in my mini skirt. <laughs> Funny. In your mini skirt? No wonder you the ran down 30 flights of stairs. A little, <laughs> a little bit above my knee. I was, I was like a hit. I was a hit in Florida when I was 16 in that trip. So I was like, so it that's seems, why I was like, yeah. I mean, uh, I dated all the old guys and uh, that was that. So wait, so then um, made me break up so that like my father literally wrote me like this 
this letter, like he wrote down words for me to tell him of a breakup. And then he's like, are you reading a paper right now? I was like, yeah, <laughs> like the, so yeah. So we broke up and I was hysterical. We weren't really broken up. And then um, we would sneak, basically a lot of sneaking. And then uh, I guess it was like Sukkot. So that would be like eight months later. And like, my dad was like, I, I think what the rabbi told my father is if you don't let her get married or if you don't let her date him, she's going to run away with him, which I probably would have. So then my father was like trying to be okay with it, but he he wasn't, he wasn't okay with it. It was like, it was bad. So like, and my ex wanted to get married and my father was like trying to push them. They, I feel like they had a marriage more than me and my ex-husband because I never even spoke to my ex-husband. I think I, I just stared at him like, and it just was like smitten the whole, like <laughs> I didn't have words of conversation. I was just psyched that like, I don't know. He was like getting me out of my house. I didn't want to live there anymore, you know? So then- You got um, that got, sexy, sexy purity culture eye contact. We talk about it a lot. What is that? Um, like, so we both grew up in purity culture, which is, you did as well, if, even if you don't call it that. Um, but it's basically like the concept of like saving yourself and like how important virginity is and like blah, oh, blah, yes. blah, 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 how like that's basically your worth is like you yes. being sexually inactive. Um, and I had like a very serious boyfriend in high school. And I always say so serious that I never saw his penis in four whole years. Um, but we would just like, hold hands and make eye contact. And I'm like, still chasing that high. Nothing like it. <laughs> oh my God. Do you think that's why I like the only, that's so weird because I was like literally thinking about this. Like, the, I don't know why, but the, the, the only thing that really, really like that gets me like, I guess turned on is if it's, if I'm not allowed, that's why like non-Jews are like, because it's, is it because it's that? that is definitely part of it um we I maybe I don't know if Becca has but like I've seen people like on TikTok and Twitter talk about how like um this is dirty this is like maybe actually Becca we're gonna get our explicit we're gonna, we always say that we have to earn our explicit rating because we never really curse and we never really talk about much um that yeah. like warrants the explicit rating but we always put explicit just in case um but like yeah like people like wanting to be dominated or like um like feel like choking is a big thing with like ex-evangelicals and stuff like that like you need to control someone you're not alone that's very that's very very much a thing yeah not know this and 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 because you also have to I guess it makes you also not feel as guilty yeah or, right yeah. right because you're not initiating so like you don't feel yeah. like the onus is on you so mm -hmm. without the onus like you can feel more pleasure, I guess. I'm obviously a sex scientist. I was gonna say, we are on different wait, TikToks. This is fascinating. Wait, We've never talked about wait, this. Wait, wait, I need, what are these TikToks? I need to, I, I didn't, I never sent some, yeah. TikTok. And now I'm good. I started with the Miami Boys Choir. Have you been watching? <gasps> oh my gosh, I love them. <laughs> wait, guys, the guy went to my school. <gasps> the like main guy that does the no, key not, change? Not David, that everybody oh, okay. loves. Oh my God, David. But, Wait, but can the, you he, can you answer the, a big question about the Miami yeah. Miami Boys Choir? So, is um, it like, does it have anything to do with Miami? Because they also <laughs> be tri-state. Oh, wait, you're gonna laugh because the rabbi 
it just made the rabbi. I went the guy to who looks like Steve Carell. I the rabbi like, looks exactly no. like Steve Carell. Wait, who's the rabbi? No, no, I'm saying the rabbi of my shoe. I went to oh, oh. Fort, the synagogue. The and conductor the rabbi, of the choir looks like Steve Carell, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But this rabbi who knows a lot of people from the choir, and he's also friends with like comedians, whatever. He's in like he made this joke. He said, none of the people. None of the boys on the Miami Boys Choir actually are from Miami. They just, they're just named that for tax purposes. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Um, Okay. So back to your wedding, you, so how long did you date? And then when did you get married? Yeah. So then I started like dating and like when officially my parents left, I guess I got engaged maybe like seven months later so over a year maybe a year and a half until we got married but a year for like <coughs> from when my parents knew got, you know? it. got it got it yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 maybe yeah and then I and then I got divorced a year like almost a year and a half later mm-hmm. so is that, that what made you sad is- that's our second question. Oh. We go, what makes you good and what made you sad? So, oh my God. Uh, I guess, well, what my therapist would say, my therapist, she's, well, I don't go to her anymore, but she did say that maybe because I was, I grew up in this like, I guess you grow up in a world where you're thinking a certain way of what like life is like. And then it just like got blown up and shattered. But, I, no, that's not really, I don't think it was the divorce that did that, the actual divorce. I think what did it was, um, I just saw how everyone, this is, I don't know, good. I don't know if I could say, but like, you just, I just saw how my community, like people aren't real. Mm-hmm. Like people mm-hmm. turn, turn on you. Mm-hmm. Like my, some of my like best friends were like spreading rumors like uh, everyone was like did it and also he got like indicted so that wasn't very good either uh but like you see how like how everyone like because I guess his family was like a very wealthy respect like not res- like a wealthy family so the community they like loved like they liked his family but like I saw like the the turn like everyone was like people would kiss my butt kiss my butt is that like the, yeah like they <laughs> they would like me and then all of a sudden I like kiss your ass divorced. yeah 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 I'm gonna get you that rating so then I got <laughs> divorced and like my my best friends spread rumors about me they they some so many people stopped being my friends and then it was like not everyone was like that, but some people were, and I, and everything was like, kind of like taken away. And then I got, so after my divorce, I became re-virginized and like very, like, as if I never got married. So it brought you, the divorce, like brought you closer to God? No, not at all. It was more that I, I was like, shit, I'm not a virgin anymore. So now I have to be the most perfect, perfect, which I was before, but even Mm -hmm. more perfect so someone will marry me again because getting divorced is not it's not a good look 
Right. Yeah. And so at that point, you were still living in your community and like trying to participate, but the community Mm -hmm. like had been ruined for you. I think, and it was very much like I, I did really love my husband so, so much. So I was very much like, if I'm going to live in this community and live by all these rules, I would have wanted to do it with him and it didn't work out. So why would doing it with someone who I don't really have? Because I did date a lot before. I I knew a lot of people. Uh, it won't work out. I, like, it's not going to work out, you know? And then, um, so I did, I started, this is so, this is funny when, because I grew up in like a Syrian community. So everyone knows each other. But my being rebellious was like, I dated like an Ashkenaz boy, which is like uh, Eastern European. And I did have some Ashkenaz like guy friends. They were like exciting and different. I, I think I wanted something different, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, what made me sad was, yeah, once I got divorced, I was, so yeah, I was 20. And once you hit like, at 21, I was having, a, a, like, I was depressed that I'm 21 and not married. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, and then the older and older and older I got, I was like, shit, I should, uh, I, I'm, I should have to like, maybe I was like, I have to start working on my personality. I don't know. <laughs> but like, exploring other routes. Yeah. I, I have to like. I was going to ask, how you did you get into, how and when did you get into comedy then? I moved to the city, which I was not allowed to do mm-hmm. at all. But there was this girl by my friend's house who um, she was like to me, who bought, so she was like me, oh, and she was not Jewish. And I asked my parents already, I wanted them to help me move, like, get, like cause you need a guarantor and like, no, they wouldn't, it's just like unheard mm-hmm. of, right? Mm-hmm. So now that this girl was like, I'll sublet my room. She's like, you could, you could live in, in my room. I have a boyfriend now, sublet my room. So I did. And then, um, and her, I always wanted to act. I just always did, but it wasn't like anything to like do. But the girl, like you're not allowed to do it, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. So then when I moved to that room, her roommate was an actress and who, who's very successful now, very exciting. But she was my roommate and I was like, I want to act. And she's like, oh, you should go to HB Studios. So I started going to HB Studios, which is in the West Village. Mm-hmm. And then I I met my, so then I met this non-Jewish guy who was like 30 years older than me, forbidden. And he was a manager of like this music, TLC, you know, TLC, the music group. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he was their manager and he was like, oh you're so talented like I was like what like at what and, and I'm so <laughs> you're like no really I'm asking at what yeah, he's like, I, I see it he's like you're a star you're a star and I was like and now now like because I'm doing like you know I do comedy and like I'm doing he's like I always knew you were gonna be a star like, okay. <laughs> but you're still in contact <laughs> with him yeah he's like my best friend I stayed oh. with him in COVID. Wow. But I separate rooms. Like, like he, we just, he, he helped me so much in mm-hmm. like, 
is also so he was like he's kind of like you he grew up in irish catholic family and the mom was like crazy religious and he ended up like marrying a jew and like the mom didn't even want to go to his wedding and because she's like you can't you have to marry someone from the religion like i guess maybe like his experience was like really helpful for me and like you know growing and and like he really held my hand through it, I guess. Uh, and i mm-hmm. um, very thankful to him. And so he, so I started like touring with TLC. I was like, I'm the videographer, which I wasn't. And Wait, what year was this? <laughs> like, is what this year was it? 2004? Yeah, they, they, they still tour. They're, I like, did not know Singapore, that. Australia, they're huge in Tokyo and like huge. Yeah. Who wow. knew? No, like, you did. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. By the way, I didn't know. But I did get, I got to go to the American Music, American Music Awards. I am a. I went with them. Oh my God. So, because they were, I guess they, so they made a movie, a biopic, and um, Kiki Palmer played Chili in it. So, but from that, cool. they kind of very, it was, she wasn't anything like, she was big, but she was, you know, but anyway, they got a comeback kind of from the movie being mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and um, the AMAs, you know, how they have like some old songs. So they like asked them to do waterfalls. And um, I was like, obviously, like I was dating Bill, Bill's and whatever at the time. And um, he, so I went to the AMAs and um, I, uh, there's a, it's a very funny story, but now I'm thinking maybe it's a little not politically. Cr- well, I'm just going to. So there's seat fillers, right? At sure. the IMH. So people have to fill the seats. I think this is a bad. Okay. People have to fill the seats. And Chili and Tion were in the back. And Chili's like, sit in my seat, right? Like, t- you're with mm-hmm. TLC. Because I, I was in the show, but like, but only the artist sit in the front. And she's like, sit in my seat. Mm-hmm. So I sat in her, so I sat in her seat. Then I went backstage. And then I came back. All of a sudden, someone's in his, her seat. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, this is Chili seat. I'm with TLC. And he's like, no, I was told to sit here. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm with TLC. And he's like, you can sit in that seat. And it was like literally right near him, but I, I didn't want to because I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to say right, like, out of my right. mouth. Yeah. That, that seat was on TV before. And I was like, no. And he's like, they told me to sit here just one second. They're going to make an announcement. You'll see. And then it was like, Nelly, he won the award. And he's like, now, he's like, I told you, now you can have your seat back. And then it was, I was Nelly. Like, yeah. What? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, sorry, I didn't recognize you without your bandage. <laughs> <laughs> well, he like, he always, yeah, he always wore that. That was his thing. <gasps> that yeah. is so funny that you thought Nelly was a seat filler. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know. How is it? First of all, I'm so stupid because also I never had, I never had cable growing up. Okay. The only time I saw Nelly yeah. in, the, in the summer, I was allowed to get cable. So I only saw him two months out of the year. He always had a bandaid. How am I supposed to know? That no, that's fair. I don't think I'm I don't not think there's a lot of famous people that I wouldn't recognize, like 
Yeah, I was going to yeah. say out of context. I guess that's in context. but That's like, that's like the most context someone could have for something. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I would recognize like most people who are singers. That's incredible. I, um, yeah. Well, oh, so then that's how I got all oh, comedy. Yeah. So Bill helped me. And that's really what happened. Wow. And, and then that. when I got to talk, when I, because everyone made it like my story, like I was wrong when I got divorced and like, like you feel like you're wrong and you're crazy. And mm-hmm. I, like, like, you know, I always, a lot of shame. And then when I got on stage and said just a tiny dot of my story, I was like, that's the craziest story I ever heard. Like meaning getting married very young and, and then get it. My husband got indicted and then divorced and he also got pardoned by Donald Trump. Oh, wow. Which is also crazy, I know, but that's it, and that's that's so that it was liberating. It, it, yeah, comedy. Well, because yeah, you I, got to take control of your own narrative, like the reason a lot of people get into comedy. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 and people made you feel like I, I first. So when I listened to my, it's weird because I'm. Tr- I was like, I guess in the beginning I was cleaner, and and um. As a, so I need to do clean stuff. And I'm like going back to my early, early material. And I was like, why is all my cleanest stuff, my, my oldish jokes. And then, and my new stuff is so dirty. And, <laughs> and I was actually talking to Bill, the, the manager guy about this the other day. And he, and he said, it's because like, I guess I got more comfortable in the like, not caring like I got to speak finally like not caring about what everyone thinks every second and it's like it's life you know you're allowed no one no one's doing no one's killing any as long you're not killing anyone you should be able to enjoy it a little bit you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's beautiful is it did you feel that way um I mean, I have to be honest, the reason I got into comedy was because I, like, am a little whore for stage time, and I just, like, it was, like, a big hole in my life. I did a lot of theater growing up and, like, stuff, and then, like, once I got back on stage, I was, like, this is how I feel, like, where I feel most myself, but it's also because, like, not to be, like, I had ADHD and blah, 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 but, like, I was always a weird kid, and, like, they're on stage my weirdness is celebrated that's so disgusting to say but um (laughs) but yeah it was like I got to be in control of the narrative and like you can't make fun of me for being a Disney adult I'm happy about like I'm proud of it you can't make fun of me for this other thing I'm proud about it like a lot of my comedy still is like self-deprecating but it's self-deprecating in a way that it's like I'm so in on the joke that you don't even get it which is why you're not laughing that's not my problem it's yours that's so Um, funny but yeah it's kind of I don't know Becca you have your own story yeah, I I was oh, like in a low place when I started comedy, so I definitely oh. relate to the feeling of like wanting to write my own story. And I think that I also like so I started comedy in the course of one year. I had like some really bad relationship stuff go like very negative, like started therapy and like all my best friends got married that year. And it was literally yeah. like all of them. And I was in seven weddings. Like it was just chaos. And by the end of the year, I was like, I got to do something. Like, I don't know what it is, but I need to do something. And I need to like figure out who I am because clearly this isn't working. Mm -hmm. And so I like 
just randomly decided that I wanted to start comedy. And of course I like wrote a whole set in my phone that was horrible. Once I started like figuring out what actual comedy was, I was like, oh, I didn't need to tell that story for seven minutes, but I took a class. <laughs> I took the class, class, the comedy seller. I, tell, I think everyone should take a class just to learn how to write. It was so helpful. And yeah. it was like so therapeutic because all of the prompts, mm-hmm. I mean, comedy is like basically at the end of the day, like, what are you afraid of? What makes you different from other people? And like, what's your story? What's weird about your family whatever? And that's like every class is what we talked about. Wait, that's so, in- yeah. Cause I guess yeah, that's, I think my biggest fear, I guess, because if you're the biggest whore, you'll never get married. And <laughs> That's maybe why I go on stage and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm a whore, but meanwhile, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not like all the blowjob jokes are like literally like one person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Peek behind the curtain. Peek behind yeah. the curtain. I think, um, I don't know. I think Becca and I are both kind of like that. Like I have all these jokes about, I don't have all these jokes, but I sometimes I'm like, here's this sexual thing. I've definitely done a lot of times. Yeah, definitely. I don't talk no, about okay, sex. I, I will <laughs> say I've definitely told, I've definitely told more jokes about sex acts than I've ever performed. Hundred percent. I, it, I, I think, I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the like. I feel like disassociated when I when I say them, but then if I like mm-hmm. actually think about, okay, like the other night I was out with uh, a few like. Uh, gay guys and they were talking about like anal and like all like but very explicit and then and then they're like guys you're traumatizing Alga and then they're like what are you talking about she has a a joke that she wipes cum off her chin and it's like but when I say that first of all that joke has nothing it really has to do with the fact that my father cares if I wear a turtleneck and not a tank top like (laughs) that's where the essence of the joke was I never obviously wiped that I never like did it was just I think about it and it's fun whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's an exaggerated tale but then when I'm hearing them talk I wasn't traumatized but I was like I was like wow you guys are really getting like personal with me here like I was like you know Mm -hmm. so that's so funny I was like at my old um, company recently. And Mm. I like started dating my fiance, like towards the end of working there and just told like a few people, cause it was like COVID. And, um, so anyway, somebody was like, uh, how do you like, how do you tell jokes anymore? Because, you know, I just know that you like wanted a boyfriend for so long and that was so important to you. And you just like dated so much. And I was like, where the hell is this guy that I'm like barely friends with coming up with this? And then I realized that like all of my coworkers who had seen me do comedy were like, she does all this dating material. She's posting videos of dating material. And they think that's my whole personality. (laughs) I'm like, that is so true. I was like, no, no, that's a caricature of myself because I realized that it was funny and like dating stuff made me sad. So it was like good to be able to make jokes about it. Not so funny. It was hilarious. I was like, wow, that's so weird that my persona is like to you who I actually am. Yeah. And you can't, you can't blame like, they're like, but yeah, and you can't, but you can't like now you can't blame them because if mm-hmm. you heard that, you'd be like, oh, well, she said she, like, we take it. Yeah. Like, their word. Yeah. So I guess people really, I, I mean, I am 
I have every STD in the book on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, never, like, I would die if, I, like, whatever. I don't know. I guess you die because they, you would leave it untreated because you're like, definitely can't be that. <laughs> no, I would die if I, if I actually, like, I, HPV, I did get, but that was when I was got, like, one person I had sex with. Like, I wasn't even a whore. But, Every other one, like, I I think I would kill myself. I'm so scared. I think it's because we, we were, like, raised very religious. Well, Becca always says the pipeline from slut-shaming others to slut-shaming yourself is a straight line. Straight it's line. real. It's yeah. a circle. It, you can't slut-shame but, others without slut-shaming yourself. So that's why it works. Yeah. That's why yeah. guilt mm-hmm. and purity culture work. It is. It's, it's, it's true. Everyone likes to slut shame. Totally. Meanwhile, it makes you feel better oh, about yourself. That's why people do it. <laughs> oh, then, well, I don't know better about myself because I'm, it could either be because you're a slut too, or it could be, it's more like you want to think that what you're doing is the right thing and the teaching is correct mm-hmm. because you probably wish that you could be sucking dick too. Yeah. Or just like feel or, or comfortable like enough to do it. Exactly. <laughs> and you, you don't want to be like, oh my gosh, right? I was not doing stuff that I wanted to do. And now I'm realizing that yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like it's the it's worst like, feeling. My, I have friends that are like, when, I mean, so they got so mad at me when I started comedy. Like one of my friends like, you got weird. You're the one doing all these weird. And like yelling, yelling. She's like, I'm sorry if I want you to have a normal life, get married, have kids and be happy. And it's like, I don't think that like, I don't think happy people go around yelling at people to be happy. Like, I'm not yelling at you and being like, why don't you get a hobby? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, like, why are you, find it so strange. That's why we, um, uh, one of our For favorite- her to feel better, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's um one of our favorite sayings, which we end every episode with, is Becca. Jesus, Jesus would it call people, call whores, people whores, on whores on the internet. Oh, it that's all, true. It all boils down to that. Jesus wouldn't call people whores on the internet, probably because he's dead. But I'm kidding. I shouldn't have said that. Or there, or For there now, there was no. For now, wait. I saw something uh, that's and, really interesting. That's like evangelical, like um, fire and brimstone Christians are like contributing to the climate crisis because they're so convinced Jesus is coming back. They're like, don't care to help with global warming. And I was like, honestly, oh, that's, that's disturbing. But like, they guys don't don't know. Like- hello, they think that they thought that also with COVID. Yeah. They're like, the Mashiach's coming. That's like Jesus, the same. Because mm-hmm. th- it. it's like the end of the world. So they're yeah. like, it's, they, they're like, oh, it's the end of the world and blah, blah, blah whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, you know, repent for your sins mm-hmm. and, you know, feel bad, sure. And, you know, if you hurt your fellow brother in Christ, be like, hey, sorry about that. All for that, but recycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So Olga, we have a segment called the good girl glossary which is the definitive list of people places and things that make up a good girl and we wanted to ask you if you had an entry oh wait so now i'm like thinking about because now the thing that i thought about was bad boys but bad boys is like bad boys who drive on the set on shabbat 
I uh, think that's that's a perfect submission. We'll totally that's so good. Um, yes, it's perfect. Okay. Okay, cool. And it's perfect because you already explained it. So you don't even have to okay, yeah. I do have a question. There's there's no cars you could operate on Shabbat, right? Like they haven't figured that out. Like I know there's like just Shabbat. the little Flintstone ones. There's like Shabbat. that would actually be so we don't I was I don't like think Shabbos. They lamps. want you to get in and in, in it's weird. It's weird. You could go in the you could go in the elevator, but you can't go in a car. But they do have like they'll have it's in they'll have rickshaws. Like, oh. wow. so we'll, we'll usually walk, but if someone's like older and, or if it's really far, they'll have like people who rickshaw, uh, like people on Shabbat. That's nice. Older people. Yeah. So you can't take the subway? Uh, so my father's like technically, but no, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> no. Not, not for, okay. Not for everybody. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. But I do. You, to, you do? You get on oh, the train well, now, and you float now, around town. Yeah. I guess I can't. I can't say. I. I mean, I do. Of course, I do. But what? That wasn't a good. Yes. <laughs> I do everything. I'm like I take. But I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I have certain rules I won't do, but the subway. Like I won't get in a plane because then I'll think it will crash. <laughs> That's fair. That. Yeah. I would feel that way too. I'm pretty sure that would stick with me forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's all, the, it's weird. Uh, or if I did, if I did, I pray, I I just say, please Hashem, don't, don't kill me. <laughs> I really got to get to this gig. <laughs> I got to do the gig. And then after the gig, do whatever you got to do, but I got to get to yeah. the gig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to eventually, you're right. Oof. When you're on a world tour. <laughs> Cross that bridge by rickshaw, rickshaw when you come to it. Yeah. I think I did once with TLC. I think I did once. Okay. But that was. You made it. You made it. Um, I didn't pay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Becca, are you ready yeah. to submit it? Yes. All right. Yeah, so yeah. Since we haven't even, um, you can, you're welcome to say it with us, which especially over Zoom is fun. Okay. So what do we say? Wait, what am I saying? Like, uh, some- we're going to say a bad boy who drives on Shabbos. For official submission to the Good Girl Glossary. It's a bad, bad boy, boy who, who drives, drives on Shabbos. <laughs> I feel like it's really falling for a bad boy who drives on Shabbos, but yeah, but no, but it's like, what is a bad boy? Oh, a bad boy is is someone who drives on the Shabbat. Mm-hmm. A little rebel. Is is it okay to mm-hmm. say Shabbos? Am I saying that right? Is Sh- that- Shabbos is good. You say it in the Ashkenaz way. That's a really bad boy. So- <laughs> And they're not for my community. <laughs> okay. Um, so the final thing we do, well, almost final. I was bringing, we wrote a little game for you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very simple. Um, basically, what we pride ourselves on is naming these games. So what's the name of the game? The name of this game is Olga Namer Names Names. And oh. <laughs> um, we have a list or we have... We're going to say um, a little fun fact, and you're going to tell us which of the two famous Jewish comedians we presented to you did that thing. Fair enough? Okay. 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 Um, So who proposed to his wife with a personalized crossword puzzle? Was it John Stewart or Jason Siegel? Uh, uh, Jason Siegel. Fortunately, it was John Stewart, but that's okay. It seems like Jason Siegel would do that. I don't know who Jason Siegel is. Is that 
I don't know that I do either. Who is Jason? Yes, you Seale? do. Yes, you do. Um, Freaks and Geeks. He was in the new Muppet mm. movie. Um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, oh, yes. He's one Which of the, there's like for- three of them that I get confused. And yeah, he's, he's kind of just one of those guys. Okay, that's mm-hmm. hilarious. I was that's nervous. So I was like, Becca, you should probably read over this. You know who all these people are. And I didn't well, read the one you didn't know was going to be Jason C. Well, I recognize his name, but I just like couldn't picture. So I just was like, yeah, I know who that is. He, his face does. I heard of it. I heard of him. His okay, face does give that energy. So it does. I love that for John Stewart. Because I, I did I I I heard of the name. I'm bad with names, that's why. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna no Google him and be like, oh, of course that's yeah. I won't tell him, Olga, you're good. Your secret's safe with me. Okay. All right, Becca. <laughs> okay, number two. Who gave a Columbia University commencement address in character? Was it Fran Drescher or Gilda Radner? Uh Gilda Radner. It was Gilda Radner. Yeah. Good job. Because um, I can't imagine Fran being like, ah, you graduated. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> nanny on stage. Wait, what character was it, Sid? I think it was Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. Oh, that's do you, fine. Do you know who she is, Becca? Yeah. From SNL? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. Love that. Um, okay. Who signed a one-day contract to play for the New York Yankees? Were you going to give the options? Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> No, you have to know that one off the top of your head. Was it Billy Crystal or Larry David? Larry David. So actually, it was Larry David. Although I think it might have actually been Billy Crystal and I highlighted the wrong name. Really? (laughs) Oh, I love Larry David. Um, Becca, read the next one because I think I messed this up. Yeah, Becca, read the next one. Okay. Um, Who is a vegetarian? Is it Sarah Silverman or Maya Rudolph? Maya Rudolph. It's Sarah Silverman, but I think what? I would have said Maya Rudolph too. I know. I didn't know. That's... I didn't know she was a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, if you Google it, someone. Um, okay, so I once again I was wrong. Billy Crystal for his 60th birthday as like a gift, he signed a in 2008. He signed a one day contract with the Yankees and got to play with them in spring training in Tampa, Florida. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense because I was like, he's very small, is he not? I'm I'm, I'm getting them all wrong. And so I got it wrong even in the document. So that's on me. Oh. Um, but, oh, it, so apparently there was a rumor that Maya Rudolph was a vegetarian. And then she like did either like ate a bunch of meat on camera or did a sponsorship with a meat thing and was like, yeah, someone lied about that. I need to get, they need to get oh. that out of the way. Like, I'm not just doing, I'm not just eating meat for money. I eat meat for no money all the time. That's Weird. so funny. I think that's, wow. that's good to wow. me. Um, okay, you only have a couple more. So, who wrote his college thesis on Jewish involvement in the American Civil Rights Movement? Was it Howard Stern or Sasha Baron Cohen? Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, I couldn't even see, like, I was like, but if it was Howard Stern, wouldn't that be insane? But that's why I would think it was a trick. I was going to say Howard because I was like, it's a trick question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I was like, it was Sasha. Dude. Um, last question. Who was born in Honolulu, Hawaii? Was it Joan Rivers or Bette Midler? Bette Midler. Correct. It's Bette Midler. You knew that. Going out on top. I, I think Joan Rivers, isn't she in Long Island or something? Probably. Yeah, I think right? so, yeah. but sometimes yeah. people are just, Obama was born in Hawaii. What was up with that? People are just sometimes born in Hawaii. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying because I know the Joan Rivers. I watch the documentary, so mm-hmm. that's how I mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she was born in Brooklyn. Yeah, so, somewhere like that. She's yeah. so good. Did you watch she, the doc? 
I no, thought you were I just like, I was like, did I watch the doc? I'm like, I watched Hocus Pocus too, if that's oh. what you mean. <laughs> no, you should. Joan Rivers, her documentary is so good. Yeah, she was yes, born yes. in Brooklyn and died in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Love that for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, well, congratulations. You did great. Yes, you know, great exactly job. As Thank much you. As you need to. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We do have oh, one yes. more thing we will ask you okay. to do is we um we say uh, we pass the offertory plate. So if you have anything you would like to plug and our people can oh. put the money into, it's just like a cute saying for just plug yourself here at the end. I guess I guess they could just follow me on Instagram, which is my name, Alga Namer, Olga, O-L-G-A. O-L-G-A-N-A-M-E-R. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. And Becca. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at the Becca Stevenson. You can follow me on TikTok and Twitter at the real underscore Becca. And you can add me on LinkedIn if you want to network. Perfect. And you can follow me, Sid King, at Sid period, the period King on Instagram and TikTok, I guess. Um, and you can follow us, the good girls gone sad, on Twitter, on yeah. TikTok on instagram at good girls gone sad all those platforms except for twitter there's no i in girls because there's no i in team just kidding we reached the character limit for our handle um beyond that please leave us a little review there are people listening and we would love a little review a little five-star rating it really really helps us and if you do that we will mail you a sticker if you want us to if you want to provide us your address that'd be cool um Anything else left to say? Yes, of course. We have to thank our best friend in the whole wide world, Luke Lima. Um, yes. You can follow him at uh, skip to my Luke underscore. He is, of course, the DJ of our wonderful intro and outro track. And beyond that, all there's left to say is Jesus, Jesus wouldn't call, call people, people words on, on the internet. internet. And you shouldn't either. You shouldn't either. <laughs> but you should Google that on the internet because then maybe there's merch. I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you are not calling people whores on the internet, but just in case. Amazing. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much.